Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rift Reaction with Travis Gafford and Emily Rand. Woo! Sorry, oh, that, <laughs> that was so terrible. You're giving yourself applause. That's, yes, I need to hype myself up. I appreciate that. Yes, well, <laughs> it's been an interesting week, I think, for both of us as we both have had uh, much scuttlebutt about us and our craft on social media. Uh, yeah. is, is perhaps. It's been a fun time. <laughs> well, there was, I mean, this past weekend, there were there were multiple threads. Um, not that this is uh, that un unusual, but there were a lot of threads, I feel like, about the analyst desk and the broadcast. Yeah. I don't know how you were holding up through that. I think that there's a lot of valid criticism around how long it's taking from game to game. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of the factors there outside of our control. As for individual segments, um, I think there is there was some really good feedback in terms of like how to frame stuff better or like how to, um, I, I don't know how to explain it. I think when you go into a segment, you always have to have like a really clear cut idea of how it goes with the other ones. And I think in the, in the one that was brought up, which was the, um, TSM game, I think that we had this really great focus on TSM C9 and then afterwards didn't continue that narrative thread, which I think would have helped. Emily, I love that in the notes. At the start, we have light banter listed. And Sorry, I know he. The entire time, he's just like wrap it up, wrap it up, like one of those like Oscar things. Like you're I, gonna start playing the music thought, to get me off the stage. You know, I thought you were gonna come in with like, oh yeah, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting time, and you know, we always have to feed feedback, and you're just like, let me provide you with all the context. All the yeah, context. not even all the context. But well, yeah. well, I also got into a, a public snafu of sorts with. Uh, Commissioner Greeley. So we'll talk about that when we get into the Academy stuff in just a moment. But let's get into the show. And the very first thing we have to talk about this week is your Q&A, as always, which last week we asked you, what team is the most fun to watch right now? And actually, this is I love this question because it allows people to answer from all over the place. And one of the first ones we got was from Johnny Wu, who says, Damn one, Kia, because the world swaps and the crazy games they play. Yeah, so I'm going to go over this later in terms of uh, LCK game to watch. But yeah, Damwon Kia has been role swapping a lot. Um, and it's been really fun. It actually has been really fun to watch. So I'm glad that that was like one of the first responses. Uh, there's a lot of Jazuke Pro View, which I think all, also comes from Dom's co-stream yes. where he was uh, just watching Jazuke uh, Pro View. I think the thing that actually really makes me super happy is how many people are saying uh, LPL teams. Like uh, I see a lot of FPX uh, as someone who's been following uh, Doinbee's career since 2015. That makes me really happy to see like so many people really following him in FPX. Well, that just tells me that we've gathered the entire Emily Rand fan Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, maybe that's also true. Just people, uh, people really love FPX because they also just watch. Uh, There's a lot, a lot of hundred T's yeah. in here, uh, which I've noticed. A lot of people saying hundred T. Hundred T fanatic. Obviously, we have the the Whippo Jungle shoutouts. A, a lot. Uh, some Damon Kia. EDG because the team is finally working. Uh, I like that one. Uh, I think EDG is still one of the better teams. Someone said LNG too, which also made me happy. And I'm going to talk about them later because they've had kind of a meteoric rise. Uh, watching Jazuke dice roll games while spamming all chat on ProView. Thanks, well, Sean. Yeah. I'll end. Another Sean said my favorite answer, which was Team Travis Gafford. So we'll just. <laughs> 
we'll leave it that but thank you again everybody for sending those our way we do read through them and really appreciate them and we've been getting a ton which is awesome to see and uh I, I really personally appreciate it. So oh, thanks. shout out to the person who said KT Rolster for Emily. I feel badly for you and I'm sorry. <laughs> What's, what is their name if you're shouting them uh, out? I can't find it now. I saw it before when I was reading through. All right. Well, whatever. But Either- thank, thank you and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I can say. Yes. Yes. Well, very good. Anyway, let's get into the top stories. We're starting off with uh, LCS and we'll get into... LEC, uh, we have a new segment uh, called Match of the Week that we're match to watch uh, that we will be talking about as well as the uh, Schalke news and then, of course, our reaction shots. So, but leading off with the LCS news, uh, the last week, and I guess I'll give the full context. So, I reported that the team owners had voted to uh, remove the academy requirements. Uh, the the requirement meaning that every LCS team must have an academy team, uh, noting in my coverage of that that Riot still has to, you know, decide for themselves, but that this is something that they've agreed to push Greeley for. Uh, Greeley, I think, took issue with my usage of the word uh, "voted" because I uh, I guess I mean that was a, a word that one of my sources used, but he 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 wanted to make clear that teams cannot vote to do this, uh, but I. I still contend that they have agreed that they want this lifted. So that's what they're pushing for. So obviously there's a lot to come out of that, a lot of discussions. And uh, they really also said in that chain that he was still figuring out and they were still figuring out what that looks like for next year. But I'm kind of curious, uh, Emily, as somebody who I know you, you care a lot about Academy. What do you think of this? I do. Um, I, I care a lot about having a really good pipeline for North American players. I think that... Um, I already discussed kind of how uh, it irks me sometimes uh, how, you know, players are treated, North American players treated by the community once they come in um, and not really given a chance to develop and improve, especially since, as we've already talked about, the solo queue and amateur and academy system is not as good of a development league as other regions um so i I, i'll leave it at that but i think the other thing and i I tweeted this as well so it's not anything that people don't know if they don't follow my twitter but it's a lot different than when the lec removed their requirements right because there are a lot of really well-developed erls there are whole teams outside of the lec that have massive fan followings um especially in uh, spain and france so I think that this is not the same because we just don't have the same amount of people playing League of Legends in NA. We don't have the same investment in amateur and academy. And there's, um, I mean, obviously it costs a lot to run an academy team. I think some, I, I think you always have to frame any of these owner decisions and rumblings behind the scenes through the filter of like, how are we making money? Uh, which is unfortunate, but is you know, them's the breaks, I guess. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it stinks because I I think that um, there isn't the same kind of safety net for other orgs to come in and, and be able to finance these teams. So I feel like a lot of the really good stuff that happened this year is... You, know, you mean you don't trust Solified GG to come in and uh, pick up the slack for LCS owners? Yeah, dropping? no. Uh, so one of the other things that was mentioned in this is that they also wanted to make it so that you don't have to have your academy teams in Los Angeles, that they wouldn't be necessarily playing on stage or whatever, and so that you could keep them remote because, again, they're trying to drop costs. And I don't know. I 
it's tough for me. It's tough because I think this year they mentioned a lot. A lot of the teams came out and said, oh, yeah, we really care about development and we're going to develop NA, especially after what, I mean, it continued to be the progression of North America not doing well at Worlds. But certainly I think there was even more concern as we saw, you know, veterans like Doublelift and Bjergsen retire last year. So it's really tough for me. I, it's hard for me to find any way in which this will be better for our pipeline because when this money leaves and when you start having these players practice remote, I don't know how that's supposed to be an improvement or anything other than, than like a, a downgrade. So, you know, part of the reason I report this stuff is because I hope that this puts a lot of pressure uh, from on onto the commissioner and the teams to make sure that whatever they do instead of the current system is better. Um, and gets if as many resources if not more so i i hope we'll start to see that time time will change but uh or time will show what changes but i'm hopeful uh that something something good will come out of this now emily's crossing her fingers i'm pessimistic but i i really do actually care about north american talent moving up so i hope that something good happens out i mean uh, i you know i won't get into this because we have uh, limited time on the show but it's just there's a growing philosophical disconnect i feel like between myself a lot of the community people you know folks like yourself and then what i think the owners feel is best for the league and and where that money should be spent and i and what the future of this league should be and uh i don't know i think it's something that's going to keep coming up uh time and time again but on to more fun stuff the we had some teams that looked really good this Woo! weekend clg with their 3-0 um it's really exciting to see that we finally have a world's contender after all these years <laughs> and i'm <laughs> that was the most pity laugh ever um and and then we also had a tsm pop off as well and the 100t continues to look good even though yep. they didn't go 3-0 so uh i don't know what we can we can maybe break these down but emily should everybody be hopping on the clg hype train so I think I really love what CLG did because they basically said like, you know, we're losing games not because we don't have individuals that can't play well, but because none of us are on the same page, right? So the way that you, the most easy way to fix that is run in the comp where every single person has engaged. Like someone uh, on cast brought it up. I think I'm gonna forget who it is, so I'm not gonna attribute to it. Someone can correct me, but um every like this is one of the compositions with the most hard engage and like uh you know easy cc that you can possibly make the first comp that they ran against 100t and it basically forces everyone to be on the same page i'd never seen smoothie look so in sync with the rest of clg um i thought above all else that the fact that he was going in first and everyone could then follow up so easily uh course corrected a lot of the engages that he would make and then the rest of the team wouldn't be behind him or he would be late on the engage and like Broxa would already be in in previous games um so it was a smart composition to run it's something i know moon has been workshopping from academy since last year the by comp uh, the by galio so i was happy to see them be able to pull off the 3 uh because you know they had some really crushing losses yes yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that was crazy about this team, is, as, at least as far as summer went for a while, is you just see them get so close and then just crumble, which has been uh, a, a noted thing. I mean, I've mentioned this now in a bunch of different content, but it, we're not talking too much about Immortals today, but they they s- experienced similar cliffs, I mm-hmm. think, 
um, in terms of gold crafts that I think you guys talked about maybe on Friday or Saturday. Yeah, where we compared and it's just like them and lead and then it they is just a at the giant drop yeah. at the very end, which is crazy. So I don't know. It's been interesting to see that pop up a ton. All right. TSM or 100T, are these, you know, the, there's been a discussion raging about whether or not which which one of these teams is the best team in the league right now. Is that, should be people be having that conversation? Is it TSM or 100T who is the best LCS team right now, especially now that we finished this round robin? I mean, right, for if, if you're using the qualifier right now, then yes, it's definitely those two teams. As we record on Tuesday. Yeah, no, it's definitely those two teams. I don't think you can argue otherwise. Obviously, part of, that, just went part of that is due to the roster swaps. <laughs> you're not going to entertain me, okay. Um, no, I, I mean, I think it's definitely TSM and 100T. Um, I think it's interesting to compare these two teams, though, because you have TSM, who, after um, trying to find a solution to the fact that mages aren't maybe the best right now due to itemization um you know playing the lucian mid they're like nope we're going back to what we know and love and uh we're we're picking comfort across the board and we're picking these scaling comps that really you know win out past a certain point and relying on their opponents to not make the most of, of the early to mid game um and as much as I've like really been critical of TSM style, I really appreciate that they're just like, this is our style. You know what? We're sticking to it. Screw you. Um, I, I like that. I actually really love when teams do that. Isn't that historically been a huge problem for NA teams though? Because we have our one style and we go to worlds and uh, people are like, hey, you suck. I'd actually argue the opposite. Uh, I think North American teams have been often too reactive and forced themselves to play a style that they haven't been comfortable with instead of doubling down on their style at international events. Gotcha. Unless it's been like really, really bad or like something that they had to immediately course correct like uh, TL Twitch uh, from play-ins to groups sure. last year. Um, but then, yeah, then you have 100T who I think, you know, you They're have- They're doing wild stuff. Yeah, they are incredibly flexible. They can do a lot of different things. I loved the Ziggs bot with the fasting set, and I thought that was really great. Um, they're playing really fast and loose as a team as well, which is always like, it's good to see because you know that they're they're getting along um, and they, they seem to be playing really well and coordinating really well in game. So even when they make mistakes, it's not really that big of a deal. They can easily regroup. And yeah, I mean, uh, 100T is such a fun team to watch right now. Yeah, I really enjoy them, and it's cool. I mean, what's crazy to see is the turnaround that Closer has had because I feel like in mm -hmm. spring, a lot of people were... <laughs> I mean, the, there's the noted Mark Z Closer oh, drama, no. but it uh, certainly feels like he's he's having a resurgence, um, which is great because, I I mean, he looked really good last year, and then you hate I hate it because so frequently in the LCS, we'll see a player that will have a great split or a great year and then just drop and not be able to maintain that. And so I'm really happy that he it's we're seeing It's amazing that what having a stable mid laner and a flexible mid laner will do for you. How dare you besmirch DeMonte Tanner time by- I'm not even besmirching him. I'm just saying like of, of stability, uh, able to play like a variety of different play styles. I think Abadaga that was the biggest yeah. besmirch I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yesterday on Hotline League when someone came and almost directly flamed Ryoma Ryoma. Okay, we're street. not going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we don't have the most um, 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this is a different show. This is a different show. All right. Well, the, uh, this leads us to the results of our poll from last week. Who isn't making the top three this year? So this is what's hilarious. Okay. So the the, the results. Is, so if you place higher in percentage on this, people have less faith in you making it into yeah. top three. C9, 11%. People have a lot of confidence in them, <laughs> which they- is interesting. Uh, 100T, 19%. So, hey, a lot of faith there. What I did not anticipate is TL and TSM are tied. Splitting, splitting the vote as the, the 35%. teams that people have the least confidence in making top three. Which is wild. So, I think what it is, it must be is that uh, TSM haters are just coming out. Because, I mean, TSM... Well, looks really good, I, so right? So I also think that uh, uh, since this was taken before this weekend, people were still wondering whether TSM was going to, again, return to what their yeah. their, their style has been, which is basically waiting, uh, relying on their opponents to not snowball the early game and then bringing out these team compositions that really just went out once they get to mid. Um, and, and, you know, that is what they've defaulted to uh, after experimenting a bit, which, I mean, guys, there are a lot of games in summer. Uh, I know we love to overreact to single games, and that's also what we're doing on the show. So, um, but yeah, it's called Rift Reaction. I, I think uh, I, I think that that is the reason why you see TSM at such a high percentage. I think that would be a lot different after this week. Um, TL, I also understand because obviously they they you know benched one of their strongest players. They haven't looked as cohesive, um, and and I think that continued this week. So, all right, well, we got one final question for you all. We're going to go to our next poll on the LCS stuff, which is, who's your LCS dark horse? So we just asked you who you think isn't making the top three. Who do you think we didn't, maybe we didn't include them in last week and you totally think they're gonna make it up there. So who's your LCS dark horse? EG, Dig, CLG, or IMT? Uh, I don't, I think IMT might be mine uh, if I had to had to guess. Dig seems like they're- fun. Digs in free fall, but uh, be sure to open up the Spotify app on your phone right now. Rush over to the Rift Reaction uh, episode and please vote so that nobody uh, ends up firing us for not getting people <laughs> to vote. Anyway, we're moving across the pond to the LEC. Yeah. So G2 is good again. I mean, I think they were good in week one too, but I think this week. Well, they certainly weren't good enough to make it to MSI. So that's what I mean. Oh, wow, okay. They're back uh, on top. We're just kicking things off there. All right. I'm trying um, to besmirch them because you've been doing so much besmirching. I need to get on, on the besmirching train. Oh, my God. Um, that's the title of this episode, by the way. Besmirched. Um, yes. I think so. I know. Uh, I think Cadrill did a really good, uh, if not VOD review, just a, a clip of him streaming. But. Um, People should definitely go and watch the G2 Rogue match from this past week. I thought it was really good. Uh, they snowballed their bot lane like so, so well. Um, and afterwards, uh, Nelson, uh, who I brought up as someone that, again, like I think was going to have a really positive impact on G2 uh, coming over from, he's uh, coaching a lot of regions, but uh, specifically uh, LPL and like the LNG Snake. Yeah, you've been hyping him a ton. Uh, yeah. Um, he did an interview with Hotspawn that basically where he talked about like G2 was not playing as a team last year. Like they they asked him about uh, you know, what 
what he could bring and and what the team was doing consistently wrong that he saw in comparing them to like LPL or LCK teams. Um, And he had some really interesting answers about how they weren't playing together as a team. Uh, He basically said, I wouldn't say they didn't know, but I don't think they, uh, but they didn't think about how top lane might affect the bottom side jungler, how top lane affects bot lane, stuff like that. It's just that every member of the team has to be on the same page, but most of them weren't on the same page for the entirety of 2020 and in spring 2021. And I wanted to bring this up because, um, A, that that Rogue G2 game, I think you see inklings of this, right? Uh, Where they really do a good job of paying attention to, um, you know, where... uh, where inspired is on the map uh because they're they're again running this fiddlesticks comp that uh defeated misfits because they weren't tracking where inspired was right and he just has this like massive crow storm in the in the top uh in the bot side like inhibitor uh push um that just kind of destroys misfits and and then they win uh but yeah i think uh i think they do such a good job of, of, of tracking where inspired is i thought they did a pretty good job if you look at uh, a top side wave kind of gets messed up a bit but their bot side wave management and how they snowball is just really good and so you can see incrementally g2 working on these things and so i wanted to point it out in relation to that interview as well because uh i thought it was it was really cool and a lot of the times when i talk about like teams cross mapping or teams not being good at this it's this kind of stuff it's like it's it's paying attention to enemy jungler and wave management and, and all this other stuff meanwhile misfits still doing very well yeah so i already talked about the misfits rogue game where they actually uh they could have won that game if they just tracked where inspired inspired's fiddlesticks was um I actually really love the the fiddlesticks nocturne combo from rogue i, I think it's tell. very fun uh but um you know misfits is a really cool again i love when teams are a mixture of veterans and uh rookies or like younger players and i know like shout out to vander he's someone that a lot of people always call out as just being this kind of like veteran like stable presence uh this has been on multiple teams that he's come on where people have said he has just had such a good positive influence and brought a lot of like stability and leadership to team um i think razork has been playing super super well he actually um has the second highest uh and and if you uh, count out blue uh, who just returned this week he has the absolute highest kill participation in the league of any player um, and it just shows how involved he's been in helping to snowball misfits um, and obviously we talked about VTO last week he's still just a phenomenal player so uh, if if there's like a super interesting team to watch in the LEC right now I'd actually say it's it's misfits they're doing a lot of really cool things and it's cool to see this team come online what do you okay so i'm i'm curious on the misfit stuff what do you think the chances are that they continue to maintain this because in the lcs i feel like part of the reason we're seeing i'm I'm somewhat skeptical on teams like imt because i feel like part of that is like it's early everybody's figuring out their stuff and some of the top teams are looking a little rocky so i don't know Mm -hmm. if you think that that's similar to what we're seeing here with misfits so yeah last week i was pretty down i was like "Eh, i don't know because you know you have teams like uh, Vitality or, or Schalke, who I think were we were looking at to maybe come together a little bit more and Misfits to drop off. Um, I still think that could definitely happen and it will kind of right themselves or Misfits end up in like middle of the pack, which is which is pretty much where people expect them to be. Obviously, Fnatic had a really good week this week, so I'm also thinking Fnatic is going to keep rising. Um, 
but you know like I, I like misfits i i like them a lot more after this week uh i i still think they make some mistakes obviously i already pointed out the fiddlesticks thing but um yeah i mean i think they stay middle of the pack right now if i'm looking at these teams i think they make playoffs so we'll see all right i i am actually down for this to become a segment we'll have to talk to our producer <laughs> about it but fanatic whippo jungle watch i don't know if we have some noise right now or some audio if not i'll just dun, 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 dun. Yeah, fanatic whippo jungle watch. yes there we go okay. uh He's still doing really well. So um, I, I think uh, obviously. Where would you rate him? Uh, I mean, of all LEC junglers. Of all I'm junglers not, and all I'm of all esports. I'm not doing a ranking. Uh, is but Blabber I, better? I do, I do think he's doing really well. Um, I just think this is a great meta for Fnatic. Um, I've already talked about how much I love their bot lane, but I really love how Bwipo, how well Bwipo seems to be communicating with his lanes. Um, and I hope he continues to improve with the team because right now, this past week, they all seem to be clicking really, really well together. Uh, you know, he, I don't think it's like a grudge match between him and self-made. Maybe it is, but they, they beat Vitality, right? Which is where the, the previous Fnatic jungler went. Um, he played, uh, he played Viego jungle, which was fun. Uh, and then, um, you know, he, he went on the rumble for the second game against Excel, but yeah, uh, Bwipo in the jungle has been like before you asked me before we saw him play. You asked me how is how is he, how do you think he's going to be, and I was like, I don't know. This is kind of weird, uh, but, but so he's actually been pretty good. So surpassing good for him. surpassing expectations, definitely surpassing my expectations. Yeah. All right. Now we have, and this came out, I believe, just this morning. Yeah. The as we film this, which will be yesterday. Sorry. Uh, the LEC roster update for SK Gaming. They're doing the classic right now. What we're seeing in LCS, what we're seeing in a ton of places, we're seeing uh, roster changes and all this stuff. So today we would like to inform you that Jesses, is that how you pronounce it? Jesses? Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. We'll be returning to the LEC head coach position with immediate effect. Coming from our SK Prime team, Lilip will be stepping up and taking over as LEC support player. What do you think of these changes? I mean, I don't... I don't know if you follow the SK Prime team, so perhaps we're so, not sure how Lilip has been doing. But um, I don't follow the the SK Prime team, so I'm not really sure like how well he's been doing. But I know that uh, I know that SK has been kind of struggling. Um, obviously, Blue just came back this week, and then there's a discussion um, as to uh, you know how good Treats has been doing in the jungle, which I think he's actually been doing pretty well again also surpassing my expectations jungler um so yeah i mean i don't i don't know if this is just to continue to shake things up uh see where see what they can do since they have not had they've, they've had a very like rough start of it right um i don't know if they'll consider putting two hours back in even even with blue uh or if if he's just gonna go stay on the uh sk prime roster but yeah, they, they've just had kind of a, a rough start. So so what I'm hearing is jungle is super easy, which is what I said before. Apparently, yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. Shalka. Shalka up for sale. Uh, we've been hearing some more updates about it. And we want to hear from all of you. And on this week's Q&A, who do you want to buy Shalka? Or who do you want to see buy Shalka? Uh, Elon Musk is an option. Jeff Bezos. Travis Gafford Industries. 
I feel like it's going to be a lot of European football. Wall, Wall Street bets. Could they buy it? I feel like it's going to be a lot of European. European you're just laughing at me. European football. It's going to be a lot of European football works. What I about one of these LCS teams that just don't want to run any North American players? They should <laughs> they just, just buy Schalke and have a team over there so they don't have to run any North American players. Do you remember in another world, another timeline, G2 makes it into LCS, LCS franchising? They applied, yeah. yes. We should have taken them. I would have loved to see Carlos there. All right. That wraps up our Q&A, but please open the, the app and check it out. We got two quick segments. So we rather than, than doing big rundowns of LCK and LPL every week, I think <laughs> what we've realized is it's better to just focus on uh, maybe a single match. And, and you're going to give us these in the LPL and LCK matches of the week. Of course, we'll talk yep. about news whenever there is some, but... Uh, some some stuff relevant to, to the broader audience. But what do you got for us in LCK this week? So I already kind of uh, prefaced our entire thing with this when we were talking about like answers uh, to the poll question, but Damwon Kia making some role swaps. Ghost is out. Uh, we've got <laughs> we've got Malron coming in to play jungle. Uh, we've got Canyon is now mid laner and Showmaker is going bot. And, you know, it has worked out really well for them in their past two series. The series I'm recommending is the first one that they play it because, you know, people are just like super shocked. <laughs> like, um, this and, is against Africa? Yes, this is the one against Africa. Um, you know, you get to see Canyon pop off on Viego, which I assume he was also, you know, practicing in the jungle as well so um but i think you you just see how like incredibly mechanically skilled some of these players are like in particular canyon and showmaker uh the fact that they can make these swaps is is very cool so i recommend people check out what damn monkey are doing right now over in lpl i see an fpx match for us yes but it's not actually not about it's uh it's less about fpx and and more about um so people are this is kind of funny because lng are coming off of a super shaky series last night against thunder talk gaming which is a little bit of a hold on to your butts uh now i'm gonna be recommending this fpx lng game but it's a really cool series uh again if you're if you're a fan of uh, FPX, you you even though they lose, you do get to see a lot of FPX specials like the Doinby Cled. Um, but then for, over on the side of LNG, Tarzan fans, he's back and he's doing super well. Icon's been playing a lot better than I expected, and Ale in the top lane, Camille is a must ban against him, and he has additionally been playing really well. So LNG are actually the team to watch right now in LPL, in my opinion. I see we have a letter as well. Yes. So I did want to bring this up as a piece of news coming out of LCK or uh, not LCK. LPL. Oh my gosh, LPL. Um, since a lot of people are interested in the shy and I get a lot of comments on Twitter actually asking me if the shy has been benched, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, no, he has not been benched. Um, the reason why he has not been playing is the fact that he has been in quarantine because he had to go, um, you know, he had to go back to, 
uh, Korea for health reasons. And so he basically wrote this letter that was translated by iCrystallization on Twitter. Um, and he first said he had to return to South Korea due to dental treatment and arm examination. Um, the letter of invitation for the visa came too slowly. And, you know, he said he was really anxious about it and kind of stressed. And he's very sorry. Um, I felt, first of all, I felt badly that he felt like he had to post this. But I know a lot of people have been interested in his health. Uh, I always really dislike when players feel like they have to apologize for their health. So we hope the shy gets better. Uh, and I hope that we can see him on the rift soon. Right now he's still in quarantine. So people like he is not benched. Please stop spreading the rumor that he's been benched. Thank you. Time for reaction shots. That almost was a reaction shot, right? It was like, stop yelling at the shot. <laughs> it actually wasn't my reaction shot for this week. Well, for me, I have a very positive one, which is I'm just so happy for Broxa. So we talked, obviously, <laughs> earlier about CLG's 3-0. I had a brutal interview with him the weekend before where we talked about just the struggles that he's been having and how crushing some of these defeats have been and how, how rough it's been for him. And he is just one of the nicest guys and I think a great ambassador for the sport. And it's, it's been unfortunate, the career trajectory that he's had over the past couple of years. I really wish that he was still on a top team. Maybe CLG will become one now. I don't, I don't know. But I'm just really happy that he was able to get this. And then he got Player of the Week, which mm-hmm. I think is fantastic. Um, huge win for, for CLG, I think. But also, not just to be recognized for the 3-0, but for people to really recognize Brox's uh, personal performance. And it's clear, look... I, I, I've seen time and time again players like Broxa where you go from, hey, I'm at Worlds to, hey, now I'm on, on Team Liquid and we're doing worse than before and to, hey, now I'm on CLG where dreams go to die. And, uh, and it's been great to see him just persevere through all that. So huge fan. You really like my... <laughs> I'm just trying not to laugh at the CLG where dreams go to die. Jesus. It's... It's not been a good couple of years for them. Uh, no, it hasn't. But no, it's a positive. Don't, that, it don't is. turn it in. Yeah. I was a positive reaction no. shot. I did one. I might have made a joke about CLG, but I'm positive this week. Okay. I'm good energy. Your turn. Mine's like, a, not even a, I don't even know if this is negative or positive. It's just top esports, man. They just blow my mind. There's so much talent on this team. I want everyone to go it should still be on reddit but if it's not you can search on the r league of legends subreddit tes knight silas 1v4 versus rare adam look at this kid he's insane tes spoiler still lose this game the fact that they managed to lose uh these series like it absolutely blows my mind given the talent on this team so you know whatever's going on with tes I hope they fix it because, man, like it just stinks to see a team this talented lose a series like this. I think it's also credit to how stacked even some of the middling to lower LPL rosters are that like, you know, you can have one or two people pop off and they they can take series off of you, which is why the LPL is awesome and everyone should be watching it but also like tes just oh god i love them but they just blow my mind that that was the title of my reaction shot in the in the draft by the way in the in the doc tes blow my mind but that's been the show thank you so much emily for joining me once more no it was fun it's always fun and uh be sure to 
follow us on Spotify and tweet us what your thoughts were on this episode and uh, use the app to fill out our poll and our Q&As. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Keep sending awesome answers. I love reading people's answers.